Hey, welcome back to the, what's this podcast called? Uh, the Rookie Homesteader Podcast. I'm Ross Landry, and I am getting into permaculture and homesteading uh, very early on in that process. Last week, I talked about this property in New Hampshire that I had gone and seen, and I went back this past weekend to look at it again. So today, I'll be talking about how that went. All right, so it's March 25th, 2022 now, and this past weekend, I went up to Danbury, New Hampshire, and looked again at this property that's on the Smith River. It's 14 acres. It's got some wetlands, um, but some dry land as well. It's a really nice place. Uh, I really enjoyed my time there last week, but I wasn't sure about the wetland situation, and there was so much snow on the ground that I couldn't really get a good sense of how wet exactly the land was. And if I'd be able to even build anything there or if I was able to build anything, would I be able to drive a car in to get to it, that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, I've got some more clarity on that and I won't beat around the bush. It's not good. So um, it's extremely wet. So my idea was to go this past weekend while all the snow was melting. So we had a really mild week, uh, both in Rhode Island where I live at the moment and uh, also in New Hampshire. So all this snow that had accumulated throughout the winter, and especially last weekend, there was a storm where we got some good snowfall. That all melted last week. So I was thinking it's probably the wettest time of the year and a good time to go see how much water is on the ground in this property. And it was not good. I actually thought, I didn't even know where the Smith River started. The, the ground was so wet that I thought I was at the Smith River and I wasn't, I was just, I was just, that was just wetlands. Um, yeah, there was this whole, there was like a new river there. I guess you'd call that a seasonal brook, but it was so big, so wide and fairly deep that I honestly confused it with the Smith river, which is like 20 feet wide, a couple feet deep. It's a big time river. This new seasonal brook, whatever you want to call it, that had formed just from all the flooding looked like that. It looked like a serious river. And that was just, you know, that that wasn't there last week. And today, or not today, sorry, a couple of days ago, I went there and I was walking on the rail trail, which is that public hiking trail that goes through the property, which is built up like five feet. So that's dry. That's always dry. And you know, the, whoever designed the railroad had the uh, the foresight to build it up so it would be dry. Um, although they're probably partially to blame for why the rest of the land is so wet because they probably took material from the surrounding area to build up that railroad trail. And that's why it's like a, it's a basin now, the rest of the land. So anyway, regardless of who you blame, it is a wet property. And I knew that. I knew it was wet. That was the whole reason it was affordable. But it really blew me away just how much water was there. And uh, another area that had a little bit of water on it last week um, was so flooded that it looked like a pond. And not in a good way. You know, a pond can be desirable, but this was not desirable. It was, yeah, it's just bad news. The, in, in terms of my previous questions of can I build there? Can, would I be able to have driveway access? The answer is no and no. There's actually one high spot right next to the main road that's, arguably big enough to build a house there and have a driveway. 
but it's right on the main road and it's a it's a state highway so i just wouldn't want to live there so i guess hypothetically i could still build there and live there but right on a major highway <laughs> not major highway might be exaggerating but it's a uh, route 4 new hampshire it's it's a big busy road i stood there for a couple minutes just contemplating the new reality of just how wet the site was and then looking at this piece of highland near the highway and just wondering like, oh, I guess, I guess you could build there. And I didn't want, I wanted to get out of there as fast as possible. Even just standing there for two minutes, I felt like this is unpleasant. <laughs> I can't wait to be somewhere else because there was cars wishing past me. So why would I want to live somewhere that I don't even want to stand for two minutes? So that's that. That property is officially ruled out. All right, so now that I've eliminated the Danbury property from the search, the big question is, what do I do now? And the obvious answer is that I would just continue looking at land, going through my apps, finding properties for sale, go look at them, do what I have been doing. But there's a few things making me think that maybe I should take a step back and sort of reevaluate my strategy. So the most pressing thing is just the money. I just feel like I need more money. And um, the more I try to figure out how to make ends meet with what I have now, it just doesn't seem plausible. So I just need more money. And uh, I am putting away you know, a good portion of my paycheck every month. So the longer I put off the, the purchase of the property, just the better financial position I'll be in. So it's starting to feel like it would be wise to wait maybe a year to actually pull the trigger on buying the land. So so the money is a big motivating factor. The other thing is that I'm getting better at looking at land. My eye for land is improving because, you know, I'm reading these books about landscape design and just, you know, just learning various things about homesteading and permaculture and that's just making me more capable of evaluating land. So when I think back to November, when I went and visited the first piece of property and uh, it was in North Carolina, you know, that was only five months ago, but I just didn't know anything about how to look at land. I mean, at that point I was on the, the North facing slope of a steep mountain, <laughs> you know, and, um, I mean, to my credit, I did even then pretty instinctively understand that that just wasn't a good place to be, but it's kind of comical to look back and, and just, um, reflect on how little I knew about evaluating land and not that I'm any great expert on it now, but I'm starting to understand what you should look for. And my guess is that that trend will just continue as I continue to, um, read things, watch videos, talk to friends who are already doing things along these lines. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'll just get better at that. So besides just the money, if I were to wait on buying the property, I think I'll make a better decision because I'll just have more insight by then. So those are, those are two big motivating factors. Um, a third thing I'll mention that's, that's motivating this decision to wait a bit is that I don't have the skills necessary, which is similar to developing the eye for property. But besides just for buying the right piece of land, for actually hitting the ground running and doing things once I own the land, 
I'm just not prepared yet. So I feel like there's a lot of skills that I need to just practice over the next year and, you know, learn more about carpentry, learn more about digging wells, learn more about laying a foundation for a cabin, things of that nature. So there's just so much that I could learn and practice and prepare for that I think I should. I think I should do that before pulling the trigger and actually buying land. So given that I have so many things to learn and so many things to do, it can be kind of hard to pick what to do first, what to do next. But my attitude right now is basically it doesn't matter. I just need to pick something and do it. And just doing something is better than sitting around wondering what the best thing to do is. So my idea at the moment is that I'm going to design an office space, like a a portable travel office, probably on a trailer. And I'm, I'm looking at vehicles right now to get something that can tow a trailer, which is also part of the reason that the, the financial stuff wasn't going to work out for me trying to buy land right now because I have a 16-year-old sedan with 180,000 miles on it. And that's just not really the right vehicle for homesteading. And, uh, and also, it's, it's old. So I just don't know if I can count on that for too much longer. So it feels like I should get a newer, more reliable vehicle that can tow a trailer. And um, that's an expense that I think I need to just bite the bullet and, and pay for now which is you know, all the more reason I kind of need to save up some more money. So with that being said, if I get a truck and a trailer and I can build a mobile office on the trailer, then that sets me up in a lot of ways. So that I think is going to be my next move and I plan to do a podcast episode about it. All right, I think that is all for now. I will say that although I'm a little disappointed that the land in Danbury, New Hampshire didn't work out, I'm way more excited about this summer of just learning and experimenting with things without owning land. It actually has been kind of a huge relief to take that pressure off my shoulders and not feel like I'm rushing into this project unprepared. I mean, I will certainly feel unprepared when I do eventually buy the land, but it just feels right waiting. And um, yeah, I just feel like a weight has lifted off my shoulders because now I get to kind of, I'm a little more free to travel around and visit my friends that are doing homesteads already or farm um, and just practice and learn without the pressure of, of being on land yet. So so actually, I feel really good about it. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to keep doing this podcast too. I, you know, initially when I decided that it was going to be another year until I was ready to buy land, I didn't know if that meant I had to stop doing this podcast. But uh, I think this this period of preparation is actually just as relevant as when I get on the land. So I'm going to keep talking about it. I think the next episode I do will just be talking about how the the build of my travel office is going, and then uh, maybe I'll do do another a few more updates throughout the summer of just how like my whole education is going. 